Gentlemen, I am right here live, like I was doing a live show down at the convention center. I'll be there tomorrow. Now, right now, let's get to my guests right now for the show. Now, now sir, sir, can you please tell me who you are and what you do here at this museum? Sure. Uh, my name is Mike Hennessy. Uh, it's great to have you here today. Uh, we are sitting here in the Moonshot Museum in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here in the United States. Uh, I have, I think, the most fun job in the world. So we're sitting, um, we're sitting in a museum that's uh, really a field trip to the future. It's what we think the moon will be like in the next 50 years. So that the students who come through our doors can imagine their future uh, and explore space careers within their lifetimes. Uh, and it's a trip to the future on the moon. And we also have a whole wall of windows that look right into a working Spaceship Factory. Um, we actually share a campus with a space technology company called Astrobotic. They build lunar rovers and landers, so um, I get to actually do them under construction every day, and, which is sweet, right? Yeah. And I think even more fun is I get to see kids with their faces pressed up against the glass. Excited and knowing. Yeah, you, you told me that the first, the first day I came to meet you. You told me everything. And guys, this place is unreal. unreal. No, no doubt, doubt about, about it. it. 
you know, you know the first, first time, time I came here, here I, heard I heard about, about it on the news, news but, but I came, I came down, down, I saw it, Mike hit him, him and his, and his, and his colleagues. colleagues, these guys, guys are fantastic, fantastic to talk to. to. Right, right now, now, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen we, we are going, are going to, get to get ready to do it. it. You ready, ready to go, to go on? on? Let's, Let's do it, yeah. All right, here we go. First question. How long, How long has you been, been doing, doing this for? Yeah, yeah so uh, I've been with Moonshot Museum for two years. Uh, we have only been open a year. We just celebrated our first birthday in wow. October. Uh, well, congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I got to jump in two years ago, though, and be part of the team designing and developing the museum. Cool, uh, cool. So, so it's pretty much you're, you're like <laughs> Albert Einstein behind it all, huh? Well, it, it takes a team. <laughs> so I think um, uh, part of what I've loved about the position is I've gotten to meet those, those Einstein of spaceship design and engineering. Uh, and also, um, we've gotten to work with a lot of different partners who are specialists in designing museums. Getting to see all of their expertise cool, cool. come together to create this. All right. Question two. Why is Pittsburgh the city to have the main headquarters here for the museum? Pittsburgh has a rich history in the United States. Uh, we were a hub of glass making, of aluminum. This is where aluminum got its, its big start in the world, where we figured out how to make it into a, a viable industry. Uh, and Pittsburgh was a steel city for many years. And get uh, the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so manufacturing, I think, has always been at the heart of Pittsburgh. Uh, and now we have a new specialty. Now we make spaceships. Uh, but part of the reason it's in Pittsburgh is we still have that heritage, a lot of specialty knowledge in, in making, in metals, in aluminum and steel and welding. Uh, and we also have a lot of cutting-edge robotics. This is uh, the center of Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, so, so I think, think between our manufacturing and our robotics, and uh, it, just uh, it just makes, makes sense, sense that this is the place that we design and build robots, robots to, go to go to the moon. Like I said, folks, that's where I was today, down at the convention center for the robotics show. It was fun. I'll be there for it again. I'm going to stay down there for two episodes. So, kids, grab your notebooks. Grab anything you want. Take notes. You never know, your teacher might have this for a quiz. <laughs> All right. Number three. How old were you when you liked doing this? Oh, man, I have loved space, I think, ever since I was a little kid. Uh, I remember reading a, a book about space in second grade uh, in our school library. I remember seeing the launch of the space shuttle. Uh, I remember, I remember uh, visiting our planetarium, Buell Planetarium here in Pittsburgh, oh, and being overwhelmed by the stars. Uh, I remember the young kid taking a trip to Epcot uh, Center, Center. Uh, okay. and seeing views of uh, a pavilion called Horizons that took you into the future and show you how we live on land yeah. and in the ocean and outer space. Uh, I've always been a huge Star Trek fan. <laughs> and I think uh, ever since I was a little kid, I think that idea of, of science and space travel, how it brings out the best of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How we can use science as a tool uh, through cooperation to, to build a better future. That's true. That is true. 
All right. Where do you think the project will be in five years from now? So that's a great question. I've got a, got a three-part answer for you. That's fine by me. Right. Take it away. Sure. Uh, so at the end of this year, a spaceship that's being built right around the corner from where we're sitting uh, will be landing on the moon. It's called Griffin. That's uh, cool, folks. This is cool. You got you're going to love this part. Yeah, it, and this is really the only place, at least I know of, that you can uh, anyone can come through the doors and see a spaceship being built before it actually launches to space. Uh, Griffin's going to touch down at the moon's south pole, uh, built by a private company, Astrobotic. It's going to carry a payload called a Lunar Codex of art from around the world. It's also going to carry a NASA robot called Viper to the south pole to explore these permanently shadowed craters. We know there's ancient ice there from comets, but mm -hmm. we need to map out exactly where it is. And it will help essentially pick the parking spot for future astronauts. And so your question about where we'll be in five years? Yeah. Uh, in five years, we'll be celebrating the first woman on the moon, uh, the first person of color on the moon. True, uh, true. As part of NASA's Artemis program in 2026, uh, four people are going to fly around the moon, Artemis 2. That will include uh, the first woman, uh, the first person of color, and also the first Canadian to fly around the moon. Oh, wow. There we go. Yeah. And then Artemis 3 will be touching down uh, soon after on the moon's south. All right. Yeah. There you go, fans who live in Canada. You guys hear it right here. If you guys are into it, get involved. You know, it'd be kind of cool to have someone on our come on down to join us. How many people are working on this project with you right now? Oh, wow. There's, I think, a cast of thousands all around the world working on going back to the moon. Uh, I know at Astrobotic, at the company next door to us, there are several hundred employees. Uh, but there are many different companies and countries involved in this effort to to go back to the moon. And it's it's an exciting time for the space industry uh, in that there's this explosion of, of research taking place, that we're looking to go back to the moon, that we're looking to harness uh, Earth orbit as a laboratory in microgravity to do amazing medical research, uh, to create uh, organs and tissues in space, to do orbital manufacturing, uh, to look back at our home planet and form a living map of endangered animal species and track them around the world to help conserve them. Uh, we're seeing this whole new era of, of small satellites. We're going to see commercial space stations in the near future. And a team on the ground, too, that keeps building. So right where I work, we've got every day there are folks who aren't just astronauts, but welders who are uh, HVAC technicians who make sure that the, the room is clean to build the spacecraft. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is the building where we're sitting where they actually fly the spaceships to the moon. Uh, so we're just seeing this whole explosion of, I think, accessibility in space careers uh, in cities like Pittsburgh and all over the world where, where people can get involved. That's, that's, that's fantastic, fantastic right, right there. there. All right, all number, number six. six. Why, Why is America, America going, going back, back to the moon again? Because we were Now we're going back. The moon's our nearest neighbor, uh, and it's where we want to go to live off the land, to learn the lessons we need before we go to Mars or beyond in the solar system. The moon's sort of our practice pad to figure that out. Uh, 
And beyond that, I think there's a renewed surge of interest because we know so much more about the moon, and it turns out it's more diverse and exciting geologically than we ever realized during the Apollo era 50 years ago. Uh, there's ice at the moon's south pole, and we want to go there to figure out how to make drinkable water, to grow plants, to even break that water apart to make rocket fuel or oxygen debris. There are minerals on the moon where we hope to actually use those metals to manufacture one day on the moon. Uh, we could 3D print habitats on the moon right out of the lunar soil uh, or even locate massive underground caverns uh, where we might have astronauts living underground, shielded from the radiation and the temperature extremes. So there are just so many more reasons to go back. And I think being our nearest neighbor, it's that place where we can I think get our space legs, as it were, and test things out before we venture off further into the solar system. All right, all right. Now, now number, number seven. seven. Would it what be safe, safe to live on the moon, moon when, when we have a have space, space station in space already? That's a great question. Uh, so our space station, the International Space Station, uh, one of my favorite spacecraft. I love following all of the amazing uh, medical and materials research that's happening there now. Uh, it's only about 225 to 250 miles above us, uh, which is impressive. But the moon, by comparison, can be at least 225,000 miles away. Uh, and so it's a whole nother scale of distance going to the moon. So we can definitely go to the moon safely without affecting the International Space Station. Uh, but I think the second part of your question that I'm excited about is we're now looking at building another space station, uh, the United States and some international partners uh, called Lunar Gateway, where we'll actually have people in orbit around the moon. Oh, cool. But number, number eight, eight. This, this is where I got, got confused about. How many, How many hours, hours do you think you will be living, living on the moon, moon when we get this all set up? Set up? So that's a great question as well. The, and I think about it not even in terms of hours, but months or even years. With the Apollo program, we sent people to touch down and visit the moon for a few short days uh, and then come home. Now with a space station like Lunar Gateway, we're really thinking about people living in orbit around the moon uh, just as we orbit the Earth now, or they might have a tour of duty that's months at a time and having that permanent human presence. And that really excites me too, that you'd be looking up at the moon in the sky and there, might, there would always be a part of humanity orbiting the moon. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, number, All right, number nine. nine. How many, How many times, times do you guys, guys have, have to, to go, go there? there? <laughs> How many, How many times, times do you guys, guys have, have to, to go, go up, up there, there to, to – that word right there. Oh, oh you want to establish, establish a space station? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How long yeah. would it take? Oh, I got you. So how many trips would it take? Yeah, how many trips do you know you take parts to go up there to have to build a space station? Yeah, yeah, it has to happen in components, right? If we think back to our International Space Station today was built 
built in components by the space shuttle, which is now retired, but it was essentially a space truck that was designed to take these pieces of the space station in orbit. And we want to do something similar with Lunar Gateway. It will be a smaller space station, but a lot farther away, again, orbiting the moon. Uh, and I think current plans call for it to take a minimum of six missions because different spacecraft rockets will need to launch and carry out modules that would then be assembled in orbit. You would need a power and propulsion module. You would need a habitat to start with, uh, an Orion spacecraft. Uh, so you can go to the moon, back to the Earth, um, and then as we add on, you would have additional modules. There would be room for science, for backup systems and logistics. Uh, so I could see it being uh, at least six or more modules and, and taking a few years to build it out. All right, All right number, number 10. 10. Will, Will you guys, guys be taking, taking like, like civilians, civilians up there, there to live, live out, out there, there in the middle, middle of space? space? I think the dream is to have a permanent settlement, not just in orbit of the moon, but to have a, a town on the moon, a city at the moon's south pole, uh, which would be a scientific research station uh, where we would have astronauts. And, and over time, as that city grows, you would have people from all different walks of life contributing to, to that city, just as we do here on Earth. What about oh, like children? That's, that's a possibility that in the future one day, uh, we could have families with children on the moon. Uh, you could have somebody perhaps even born as a citizen of the moon. I know, you know where that could go. Uh, and I think on the flip side of it is we see that permanent presence building on the moon, which would be super inspiring to me in the night sky. You're going to have thousands more people working in the space industry here on Earth, too. So I think you know, it's going to take engineers and scientists. It's also going to take welders and manufacturers. As we build out cities on the moon, we have to figure out how to make a good society on the moon. So we're going to have policy <laughs> experts and, and lawyers. Uh, there are graphic designers and artists who help us. I think, I think create these inspiring visions of what the future what about will look like. like school yeah. We're going to have schools, so we're going to need teachers on the oh, moon wow. as well. So uh, I think it's an exciting opportunity for us to think about if we're creating a new city from scratch on another world, uh, how do we do it right? How do we take all the best impulses of humanity and create this uh, shining example on the moon? All right, cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just, just want to say, folks, it's, it's like, it's fantastic. fantastic. You know, you know what's for everyone, everyone to go to? We do. Uh, thanks. <laughs> if you want to learn more about us, um, it's moonshotmuseum.org. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to, to have you learn more about us. Come visit us if you can. Uh, explore real spacecraft under construction, but also I think all of those different space careers that are out there. Uh, because even most people who never go to space, uh, they play a huge vital role, that team on the ground. Uh, and I think whatever your talent, whatever your passion is, there's a way for you to find your own place in the future of space. And just hope you all get outside and look at the moon and appreciate the wonder and beauty of the moon. And uh, I hope some of you think about maybe joining us in a space job on this cool adventure. You see what I mean, ladies and gentlemen? You can learn... I lost, I lost on everything, everything around, around here. here. And, and it's, it's like, like any, any advice, advice for, for younger, younger ones, ones or growing, growing up? up? Yeah, you know, 
I've gotten to meet a lot of folks in the space industry over the past couple of years. Uh, and a couple of things I've learned. One is there are so many more talents than I realized that are needed. Uh, I think, which is probably true of many industries, but uh, <laughs> there are scientists, there are engineers, makers, builders, uh, folks in the humanities, writers and artists. Um, gardening. We're going to have to figure out how to grow food. Oh, um, boy. Um, That'd be a big key. Yeah, that's for you guys. Right? <laughs> I, I think some other advice I would, would give is to, you know, in addition to following your passion, I've met a lot of people who have had many steps even after they finish their schooling, uh, where their path takes a lot of twists and turns uh, and keeps whining, and they're open to exploring new things. So uh, even if you continue into your adult life, you never know when you might find yourself uh, in the space industry, if that's where your heart takes you. True, true, true. Well, well, ladies, ladies and, gentlemen, and gentlemen, I just, just wanted, wanted to say, say thank, thank you to the Moonstock Museum for letting us come down here to do a show. Which was, we're glad we're going to be part of the teaching with you guys. Once, Once again, again, welcome to Pittsburgh. It's, it's an, an honor, honor to meet you guys. And it's like, thank you so much for teaching my young viewers about it. And... Hope we'll be here next time we celebrate your second year here. Yeah, yeah, it was great to, to, have, to have you here. <laughs> and uh, look, looking forward to, uh, to you celebrating our second year, hopefully. It's, it's, a, it's a museum and all the, I think the new accomplishments that await us. We're really just getting started on this new age of space exploration. True, They're the same. Boldly go with no man has done before. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I am Robert Orwood. Like, like I said, I said I'm, I'm coming, coming to you guys, guys from the Moonstar Museum, Museum here, here in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh PA, PA, United States of America, America. And, and, and Ted, go outside, go outside look, look at the moon, moon like, 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 like I, I said. said. All right, and everyone, God, God bless. bless. I love I you love all. And stay tuned for the next show will be tomorrow. Back then, Back then I'd say we'll go to the center. Good morning, good, morning, good, night, good night, or good, or good afternoon, afternoon to any of you guys around the world. world. Love, you, Love guys. you guys. Peace out. You want to say anything, anything before we go off the air? Oh, I think, I think to echo what you said, get outside and, and uh, appreciate the wonder and beauty of our moon the next chance you can. If you guys have any more questions... Email, email me, and, and I'll email Mike, Mike, and I'll have the answer for you guys on the next show. show. All right, guys. All right, guys. Love you Love guys. Hey, Penguins fans, season tickets for the 2024-25 season are on sale now. Be here at BPG Paints Arena and make memories with us all season long. Dino Beach Mode in Philadelphia. The Penguins are up 4-1. Visit PittsburghPenguins.com slash season tickets to request more info for season tickets and the best tickets in town. Penguin Season presented by UPMC.